we're going to be covering all the plagues. And so it'll be exciting chapters from chapter 7. And hopefully we'll get through most of it through 11. We can see the dramatic scenes as he goes back each time to Pharaoh to inflict one more plague that God has going to inflict on them. How's it going, Mark? Pretty good. <laughs> you know, there's a connection with Egypt and cats that I read about. The oh, you know really? about that. Like us apparently the cats without cats killing the mice, there would be no human civilization. What? Yeah, because of the, the grain, you know, like a the grain oh, storing yeah. the grain. The mice would go in there and in the you know contaminate it and all that stuff and they spread yeah. disease. So it's uh, because of cats eating mice, which is what I celebrate. I celebrate this in my cat channel. Without <laughs> without cats eating mice, we wouldn't be here. Wow! So we can, we can thank, thank you, Lou. Thanks, Lulu. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> you know, Egyptians worship cats as one. That's of That's probably why, though. Yeah, that's probably yeah. why. And there's a. It, Japanese island somewhere that's all cats only? Like, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, there's probably too many of them. Uh, oh, yeah. It was crazy amount of cats. Here we go. Chapter 7. All right. All right. So things are going to get pretty uh, pretty intense from now. Exodus 7. Sorry, I got cat hair all over my face now. Oh, no. <laughs> the drama begins. It's Hollywood yeah. scene right here. Yeah. All right, so the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you a god to Pharaoh. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I made you a god to Pharaoh. Elohim is the word there. I made you an Elohim to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. Wow. You know, kinda, yeah. Typology of the what's coming, like the Antichrist is going to use uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. There, there's theories out there that, the, the, that Satan has a false trinity, a counterfeit yeah. trinity. So it's yeah. like, uh, you know, God, the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So then there's Satan as the Father. The Son would be like the Antichrist. Yeah, and the false prophet. Or even the beast, and then the false prophet, uh, Fauci. Oh, wait, I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> false prophet could 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 be more than, you know, there's different theories about who these uh, figures are. Or I think it might be brothers, if you're following. It's, are they, um, well, you know, are they individual people? Do they represent uh, groups of people? May I talk mm -hmm. about that another time? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, uh, the, Satan's, uh, you know, trying to imitate God, I think, in many yeah. ways. Trying to be God. Like Pharaoh was a, you know, thought of himself as a God. Yeah. And so I, th I do think I think I do think this Pharaoh is kind of like an Antichrist uh, typology. Although although the Antichrist may not be a political figure, maybe a businessman or someone who well, it could be anybody. Pharmaceutical like industry, someone yeah. who has foundations. Well, if you follow this logic, um, Moses was a nobody in particular, other than God mm. choosing him. Yeah. His brother is the one that's the prophet. So. In theory. Well, well, Moses is the God, yeah. Moses, God tells Moses what to do, and then Moses tells Aaron what Pharaoh to do. Right. Aaron, but I think it yeah. could be an average guy that Satan chooses, and then that average guy, maybe they're related to somebody else that's going to become the false prophet, only if you kind of use symbolism here. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Although we, we will see that Moses does do a lot of talking as well. Which is uh, fine. We'll see how this He gets works. stronger, yeah. doesn't he, towards the end of it? Like he oh, yeah. Charles yeah, he doesn't, he, he doesn't have a lot of confidence at first. Yeah. It seems like. 
Um, sorry. So then it explains it here a bit in verse two, you shall speak. So Moses, you shall speak all that I command you and Aaron, your brother shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of the land. Yeah. So, um, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and wonders and my wonders in the land of Egypt. So remember the last time, uh, we talked about two Thessalonians two verse nine, the Antichrist will have false signs and wonders. It's the same exact mm -hmm. phrase in Greek, um, same exact words. And this is found throughout the Old Testament, signs and wonders referring to these events in Egypt. And then the Antichrist will have, you know, counterfeit or false signs and wonders, yeah. which could be a lot of the stuff we experience in our lives, the narratives, the false pestilences. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of stuff right so uh but i also um, think even aside from pestilences and judgment type of signs and wonders i think the antichrist is going to be performing miracles like jesus did to, but that's what these are signs and wonders yeah. are miracles but i mean in a way that people will think it's a good thing and not necessarily a judgment so right now he's saying i yeah. will multiply my signs and wonders in the land of egypt which we know um, that they're all judgment of people what they didn't want they didn't want flies and frogs coming. right here yeah yeah, yeah. but you know the, the, this this phrase signs and wonders is also used for jesus exact same phrase same exact greek words well, for, the, for his miracles yeah it basically means any kind of supernatural activity whether it's judgment or whether it's healing it could be called yeah. a sign and a wonder so yeah right. that's a good point false signs and wonders including false pharmacia false healing false amazing fact, technology even technology on, later on it's going to become more miracle not in judgment but more like something that he's going to offer people false healing false medicine yeah. false uh well Longevity. look at the uh, look at the certain pharma pharmacia products that came out recently which were declared to be salvation for humanity by a political figure <laughs> yeah you know about that did i tell you about that boris boris uh johnson former prime minister of the uk said the certain pharmaceutical products were salvation for humanity and the wow. word salvation the word salvation in hebrew is yes yeshua basically yeah the name of jesus in hebrew means salvation which well, is a false did. false messiah that you know, jesus says there will be there will be pseudo Christo, pseudo Christoi, Christi, which is uh, false Christs, not false Jesuses, but false messiahs, false saviors. But you know, the ultimate goal of this medicinal stuff is really to create false immortality. They're going to get to a point hmm. where they're going to regenerate the body to do whatever they think it's going to do and then give extended life and that's what's going to be the biggest miracle and the lie that's going to be offered to people false salvation too that's yeah. a false salvation right yeah false, so, trans false transformation yeah i mean they could offer say hey this new genetic technology could cure all these diseases so you never have to have them right and you have yeah, yeah. come up with aging to like slow it down or even reverse it I mean, just within the last few years, they have now are able to create embryos without the egg and the sperm. They can do it off of stem cell stuff. Maybe that doesn't shock anybody, but it still shocks me every time. They're gods. With because all human stuff. beings need to become gods. Yeah. Homo, homo deus. If you lived in the 1970s and prior, you would have never thought about this kind of stuff, ever. 
that it was even possible. Now all this genetic stuff is so fast. It is changing as we speak it right now. It's pharmakia, which is magic and sorcery. Yeah. It's a transhumanism. It's it's a tra- either way we're going to be transformed, right? God transforms us in the future. Right. And now Satan wants to transform us as well, create the image of the beast. Well, he wants his kingdom. He has plans. Yeah. You know, he wants to fight against God and he thinks he can win. So that's fine. The people that want to join that kingdom, it's fine. I think now the knowledge is clear. <laughs> you choose side. Yeah. You know, reason there's a game like you, you have to choose which side of the line mm. you're going to go on. That's what we're doing. Everybody can be on this side. We can be on this side. Yeah. You know, we're all good. Well, that's an important point. I mean, it's, some, it's uh, you know, because you wonder, like, am I supposed to fight against this? Am I supposed to fight back? Should nope. we you know, start a guerrilla warfare kind of thing? What should we do? How do we try to stop what's happening? Or do we accept it? I say this we- book is the example. <laughs> they're going to choose. They're going to build their armies. They're going to do what they want to do. But God has us and he's going to deliver us. You know, the, the fact is that God knew that Satan and his minions were going to create this world of slavery. They knew they were going to mess with genetics. They knew they were going to transform life. He just says, all right, I'll 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 be your God. I'll save you from that. If he didn't exist, this the future that Satan is creating, even if Satan didn't exist, people still would have done it. And they still would have yeah. created this life that eventually would have just suffocated all goodness out of it. So, I, you know, yeah. so God is just protecting us. That's why it's slow. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're slaves to sin, and I mean, this is such an important uh, typology. Like yeah. it's a, you know, it's a, something that really happened in the past, but it's it. There's it so happens. much. Uh, yeah. it, it kind of represents the human condition, and also the, the, what God's going to do for us as well. It's such an important event, you know, and they keep referring back to this event uh, in the Bible throughout the Bible. So, verse four. Nevertheless, Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that I why why so that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth my armies. Again, the army, right? Yeah. Very interesting. And my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. So is the church an army? Yep, it is. Wow. That's what this uh, guy was saying the other day at church. Uh, well, think about all the from the historical Christians who died for their faith and martyred all that stuff, even when they weren't at war with Satan himself, every time they spoke up against the world in any way, they were armies of God. They were doing the work, you know, even today, like in everybody's work, your work, my work, everybody else, you know, that believes we are actually combating the darkness with even just with this podcast alone. So, Mm. yeah, God has his armies. Yeah, it, some some English translations will say my hosts, but that 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 does mean armies also. It's just a different way to say it. Yeah. Um, my hosts, the the Hebrew means armies. Um, so, uh, okay, and great judgments, right? Just like the book of Revelation. So, yeah, this is really a lot of typology here of the end times as well. Yeah, so the All people right. that are going to be around then are going to be equipped to be God's army. We always like look ahead thinking we might be the ones, but maybe we're not. Maybe we're equipped for the time that we live in, like the stuff that just happened to us, but past generations didn't have to experience that. You know, and they went through yeah. something different. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, to a certain degree, I think revelation includes uh, eternal truths that have, yeah. have been happening for the last 2,000 years. Yeah. Uh, regarding spiritual warfare. All right. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. Right. So the Egyptians <laughs> shall know also who God is because they don't know. Yeah. And they, but they will. They will know the hard way. They're going to learn the hard way, just like a lot of people in this world are going to learn the hard way. I got to learn the hard way, too, myself. You know, I mean, I should be, I almost died, you know, when I was 21 years old. Really? From, uh, I was an alcoholic. Aww. Some of my friends, my best friend died 20 years old. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, I was, I was so many near death experiences. So, so I, did I, you, is that when you started recognizing God at 20? Yeah. 21 21 wow well you yeah. got there younger than me <laughs> <laughs> but i wasn't i didn't get into the bible right away a little bit yeah. but it took me a while to get into the bible to learn who god was you know what i mean that i understand it took me a long time too actually now i'm doing this with you like literally learning it for the first i mean i've read it before and i've heard it but now it's more conscious than it ever was before it's almost like we're programmed to to choose the Bible as the last resort, like it's the last uh, stop on the train station on the train or something. It's uh, you'll try everything else. You'll try the New Age stuff or the whatever. Yeah. You'll try all this other spiritual stuff, but the Bible is like the last thing you're going to try. Everyone hates it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if they really? hate. It. I think it's just the, you have to be your mental awareness has to happen. Because I tried to read it when I was a teenager, like 16 or maybe even around that time. And the first book of Genesis, I didn't get very far because it just wasn't connecting to me. It sounded like hokey pokey at the time and just like all other stories. So I wasn't ready to understand it. And I wasn't even baptized or knew anything about God. I was just only curious to read it. Um and then only in my 30s, you know, when I made that decision. And and then I was addicted to listening to a lot of other preachers. So that carried me for a decade. And then all of a sudden, really, um, over 2021, it kind of woke me out of the slumber that I had to do this. So it was just a process. And I think that process looks different. For anybody like some like you are a reader i'm not really i don't really like to read although i have to so you would probably yeah. get through the bible much quicker on your own even at a younger age of 21 than i could have done it you know you but, know i mean I, I read the king i read the uh, king james version three times cover to cover yeah and was very but was quite confused by it it's uh um, <laughs> yeah so i'm not you know i don't i'm not so I like the KJV, but I just find it a little difficult to understand sometimes. So I do use the modern difficult. translations these yeah. days. I know there's a lot of debate about that, you know. So I'm not a King James onlyist. Some people are, and that's fine, you know. It's like people. But well, we're not either because we're not even reading that one. We're reading the modern yeah. version. So most, most English trans. I mean, it's a whole other topic, and there's you know yeah. there's different manuscripts, and you can get into all that stuff. But it, for the most part, it's not that big of a deal, really. Um, even but though, I think you know, the I point like that I was trying to make was that it's God who chooses people and it's in their own timing and understanding that gets them there. Yeah. 
and yeah. some are quick. There are children who are like really quick on this stuff and probably read the whole Bible cover to cover many times. And then there's old people that, you know, still struggling through this. Um, but that's, I think the faith is like different than what we're doing. Faith, this is building the faith and level of understanding. But any, you know, young and old can have faith in God without actually reading the Bible, just like Abraham did. He, they didn't have the Bible then, right? They spoke to God. That's true, yeah. And they believed Mo him, Moses. and that was credited to them. Moses didn't have it either. That's a really good point, actually. Moses didn't have a Bible. They may have had, you know, who knows if there were maybe a few things written down by then or not, but uh, Moses was the guy who started writing it. Yeah. As far, as far as we know, you know, I mean, that's the... Um, right, so we're looking back in time when we read all this stuff. And yeah. that's helping us understand what the heck is going on in our modern day on how to know God and worship him and then follow him when we're not really given the same kind of direct direction as Abraham and Moses were given. Right? Although we're, we're kind of like these Israelites enslaved in Egypt, but they yeah. didn't have a Bible. They didn't. We do have a Bible. Right. Yeah. They had nothing. They had nothing. Maybe just a few things passed down stories about the patriarchs that were a bit murky you know and yeah. now now they're gonna see who god is so we know we have the bible so we're pretty uh fortunate really to have the bible now most people yeah. in the world of course don't really read it but uh you know we do have it at least it's, it's and it's through the us. holy spirit we have that too we have the holy yeah spirit that we have that us. yeah totally they had the angel of the lord yeah which only appeared to certain people not right. too many really yeah only so most people, people would not have known either in that day. And even, and even yeah. at this point in the Bible, God hadn't really um, done anything public so much, right? I mean, right. there was the flood, but all those people died, most yeah. of them. And uh, he, you know, he only worked with certain individuals now and then, really, right? Abraham, uh, Isaac, Jacob. Yeah. So it wasn't, he hadn't really been revealed publicly to everybody like he's about to do. Yeah, and we're actually reading back in time of what he actually did. So we should have a completely different perspective and understanding about it. I think we actually have more of a burden to know him than what they did earlier on because he, they were talking yeah. directly. So I think I'm at verse 6 now. Is that right? Uh, so Moses and Aaron did it. So we did so, did it just as the Lord commanded them. So they did. Moses was 80 years old. And Aaron was 83, 83 years old. Ah, Aaron's the older brother. He when is? they spoke to Pharaoh. Yeah, Aaron's the older brother. How so Aaron. And when Moses was kicked out in the basket, as I thought they were commanded to kill all the firstborn male child. But, but that was three. Aaron was born three years before that. So maybe oh, they so weren't the trying to kill him yet. It. Okay. That's why, yeah. So we're at we're wondering about that before, right? Yep. How did Aaron survive the uh, infanticide? Is that the right word? Because um, because maybe it, it hadn't begun yet. Maybe. Yeah, right. All right. So, so, Aaron uh, was safe for three years. Then. Oh, now this now it's gets starting to get interesting. Now this is kind of the first sign and wonder. Yeah, it's not really a plague, but it's the first sign. And there's eleven. If you include this one, there's eleven. But there's there's ten that are more like uh, plagues. This is the first sign and wonder here. So, although although um, 
They do it amongst themselves first, and then they do it in front of Pharaoh. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and said to Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak to you, saying, Show a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and throw it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent, a serpent, tanin. I'm just looking at the Hebrew word they use. Um, that's verse 9. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So it's tanin in Hebrew, which is used in Genesis 1, by the way, but uh, as for like the sea creatures and the, but you know, know what the word in, in in Greek is right here in the Greek what? Old Testament? What? Dracon, which is where we get the word dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dragon, dragon, right. dragon. And it, it, it's later on they use this again. So again, you know, maybe, I don't know if you could read something into that or not, but uh, it's a snake. Basically, it's a snake, right? That's literally. Well, right now, becomes. yeah. But, but they they but, they use the word dragon sometimes, and then they use a different word for snake some other times, though. And and in Hebrew as well, they sometimes we do that in English. Though we'll use the same word, we'll use different words for the same thing. Well, you know, dragon said, um, even the Garden of Eden, the serpent is referring to Satan. Ah, yeah, yeah. very interesting. So yeah. serpent. Dragon. The Greek here is dragon. So was the serpent in the Garden of Eden a dragon? Could be. I mean, look at look at all the dragon uh, references in popular culture in movies, in cartoons. Yeah, in China, everywhere you look, there's a dragon. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, the Chinese stuff, the temples. Yeah, I mean, I go to temples here. I don't really go to them now, but I've been there before. There's there's dragons all over the place. Over, yeah, and they're like the, they they're like the good guys. Yeah. For, <laughs> And I pointed that out once. I'm like, hey, you know, in the Bible, the dragon is like Satan. Like, why do you get? Why is the dragon? You know, what's the deal? Well, they get nervous. <laughs> basically, all the religions are really worshiping Satan. That's you yeah, know, you yeah. look from South America, Quetzalcoatl. The oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And in India, the Shiva is surrounded by cobras. They worship the cobras. In uh, China, is the red dragon. Symbolism. Look, at, look at the Game of Thrones, the blood of the dragon, right? Yeah. The house of the dragon. And even the royal family, the royal family in England, they have the dragon's symbology for the. Oh, yeah, so also up north, and if you notice all the cultural like new shows and new movies now, uh, they're referencing openly the snake everywhere, like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Concerts were. The oh snake. yeah, 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 yeah. Snake like uh like like. Uh, he is a <laughs> serpent. Basically, he's saying, he's, "I'm the blood of the dragon." Well, that's part of the, and it ties into the, the androgynous serpent. cult that controls yeah. the world. But the serpent has a huge, huge thing revelation that's been going on lately, not only in culture, movies, but also pharmaceuticals, which we're not going to talk about here. But that's one of the things. So it's a huge thing. So maybe God was referring. That he has power over even Satan himself, right? Because he's the one who's shaping that. He's the one who's given the serpent out. Mm. Yeah, and this rod is kind of a, uh, you know, symbolizes the power of God, this, the staff. Yeah, um, which and the then symbol it becomes a uh, for the medical symbol comes from this story. Yeah. Well, well, actually, yeah, they they put yeah. the uh, the the World Health Organization has that yeah. this the serpent, which is probably a dragon. Now that we think about it, yeah, a dragon on a pole on a staff, right? Because yeah. that comes up. I think it's a, is it in Numbers somewhere? The uh, yeah, Nehushtan, Nehushtan. I made a video a couple of months ago, ago about that. The 
the, the Moses, we'll see a story later on in the Bible that Moses puts the serpent on the pole. But yeah, that's all that's, starting here because yeah, that's true. Using yeah, using that rod and turning it into a serpent that's a sign and wonder. And it then is, yeah. on, he builds on that story. All right, let's keep going here. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, and they did what the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Mm -hmm. Wow, it became a serpent. Now in that one here, Tanin, yeah, it's the same thing, dragon. Yeah, they use the same word in Greek and Hebrew is Tanin. Um, all right, so it became a serpent, a dragon, or a snake. Then Pharaoh also called the wise man. Okay, now now this is an interesting uh, verse, verse eleven. I'll, I'll read it. Let's let's finish the paragraph and then I'll make some comments here. The Pharaoh mm -hmm. also called the wise man and the sorcerers. Well, let's just right now. What what do you, do you know? What this word is in Greek? The sorcerers. No, I, I talk about uh, this word a lot in my videos. The sorcerers. Then the magicians of Egypt likewise performed with their secret arts. What what is secret arts? in greek pharmakia oh pharmakia yeah. so they were the magic first. secrets mm -hmm. arts is pharmakia so we get the word pharmaceuticals from this word uh, that's also means magic sorcery secret arts done by the magicians pharmacists are magicians pharmakia is magic sorcery oh. pharmakia i think this is the first time the word pharmakia is used in the bible in the greek version right here pharmakia here it is <laughs> well, they were worshiping their own Egyptian gods, and they were used to creating this alchemy type stuff from ah. esoteric type stuff. What What is a pharmacist called in England? Sorcerer, chemist, chemist, yeah, chemist, alchemy, right? Alchemical. So let me ask you this then: Why is it bad if you studied chemical engineering? and understand chemistry that God created in the first place, what's wrong with that? What's the difference between... Depends on how you use it. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's uh, intrinsically. It's uh, But it is a type of pharmacia. Not all pharmacia is bad. Some of it's healing. But it's just, it is what it is, right? It's pharmacia. And then just like anything, I, I could use a, uh, a knife for good or evil, you know? Um, but I think God might be making a different point where they're using sorcery and magic to use chemistry and other things that are not for everyday people like because this whole story is like god is making a point to say your sorcerers can also turn it into a snake but then moses snake swallows their snakes you know god is bigger and better than what they are but they must be using some supernatural power well well, here's the thing. Let's let's finish the paragraph, yeah. and then we'll talk about that. For every man threw down threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Nonetheless, Pharaoh's heart hardened so that he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. So, yeah. So, what happened here? What were the Egyptian magicians doing? How did they do that? I kind of want. I was thinking about it this week. Maybe is it possible? Because like when we read it, it seems like it's all happening really fast. Yeah. But what if they're just doing magic tricks like they do in Las Vegas? Because they do the same <laughs> kind of tricks these days. They're called substitution. Like you put a you put a, a, a some money in a hat and then you pull out a rabbit or something. You know, it changes well, into something else. That's that, a magic trick. It's an illusion. Yeah. Are they just illusionists? Maybe no. they're saying the, the Egyptians are trying to say like, hey, Aaron and Moses, they're just cheap mag magicians just like we are, you know, and they're 
demonstrate no, how to do it. I think it's actually no. sorcery. I think they mm. have used the dark arts. They figured out how to manipulate <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. and they were trying to be like God, like our sorcerers can do. The reason why I say that mm. is because we talked about it uh, in the past where there's today's sorcerers and magicians in the street that can do some weird stuff. There's actually a clip where this guy took a staff and turned it into a snake while people like everyday people were around him. And when you see that stuff, I know that some people say, well, that could just be CGI stuff. I don't think so. I think some of this stuff actually is happening with these sorcerers and then they're connected to some demonic world where they're able to transform reality just like we kind of already Yeah. Are. Um, well, there are, yeah, there's tons of people who are in, I've never seen it myself, so it's, but yeah, let, let me think about Aleister Crowley and these guys, and they were, you know, there there must be something they're able to do, even today, like, yeah. the people get really into this sorcery stuff and magic and witchcraft, there must be some kind of thing that happens so they think it's real and it's worth spending all that time and energy doing. Right. Um, but it's limited. Whatever it is they're doing, it's limited. And we see, you know, Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Right? Yeah, because they're not God's, gods. Yeah, yeah. God's supernatural activity is much more powerful than theirs. Yeah. And they, they do, they do a couple things. I think they only do they can only repeat like the first two signs and wonders at a limited level. But then after that, they just kind of give up. They can't even <laughs> do it. And they can't stop yeah. it either. So yeah. Yeah. They're so yeah. What if God used knowing that these sorcerers and magicians could do this, turn a rod into snake, and that's why he used that illustration very early uh, in the beginning. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, oh. started small. Right. Say, oh, okay, you want to do these tricks? I got something like this. Yeah, they're not impressed. They're not impressed with that because they yeah. can do it too, to a right. certain degree. I don't know how they do it. I don't know, like, yeah, like these dark arts. But these are the same. So the 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 sorcery and all these secret societies, yeah. right? They, all the, the leaders of this world are all in the secret societies, right? And so they, this, the sorcery they're doing back then in Egypt is the same stuff they're doing now. It's been passed down secretly through the secret societies. Yeah, I and, think it's uh, all demonic worlds. It's it's the they're crossing dimensions. That's all it is. It's the blood like, of the dragons. Uh, you mean when they <laughs> created the serpents? Well, I don't know. I mean, we have, so we just talked about the, the serpent on the pole and the World Health yeah. Organization over the flat earth map. Right. And then you have the, uh, and then you got the pharmacia. Right. It's all right here. There's a few sentences. Yeah. Pharmacia, the World Health Organization is uh, is magic. It's they're They're promoting satanic signs and wonders, satanic magic. The but they're world. being led by Satan himself, you know, and now these organizations are defined, they have their rule of law, and Satan is kind of orchestrating this whole thing where they're just able to carry it out. So they're not doing it alone. It's not like people are this smart and they're able to do all this all up by themselves. It's now they're connected with the underworld, the dark world, and they're now... It's all demonic energy that's being transferred. Who, um, who who's the most powerful person who controls the World Health Organization? Ah, uh, right now Bill Gates, I think, but ah. he could just be a puppet for others <laughs> who are in it too. Who's the modern day Imagine pharaoh? Money, huh? Who's the modern day pharaoh? 
Well, there are a few. I can name Bill Gates. I can name Elon Musk, uh, yeah. the King Charles. They're all pharaohs. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, isn't King Charles a descendant of Vlad the Impaler, the dra- the the guy who is called Dracula? The guy where they got the story yeah. for Dracula. He is. He, he said that be, himself. Yeah. No, he said he said it himself. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen their emblem, like their crest coat of arms? That's dragons. fascinating stuff in there. They're like, yeah. uh, right now, the latest one, they're, they got the dragon leashed up in a chain. And then a unicorn has his feet over this little pod where the dragon is. And the unicorn's chained up. And then I think one of the version, the unicorn lifts his leg or something. And the little capsule is open where the dragon can come out. Anyway, that's Tim Cohen. I studied that to death, and he talks a lot about that. So there's probably some demonic connections to all of them, right? It's just who's going to bear that burden in the end? Who knows? Yeah, and then, and then you know, Satan and the fallen angels, they give the humans a little bit of their magic, right? So then the yeah. humans get into that, and then it benefits them. They get power and all this kind of stuff. and then But then really the fallen angels are controlling these people as well. To do, yeah. to, do, to do their agenda so it's a way to seduce people into the uh the sorcery side of things into the uh, satanic kingdom i like, think yeah. the whole world our existence it's been supernatural all along but we've just been blinded to what's actually happening with the unseen world mm-hmm. and this exactly. is the only book that's revealing it really a lot of supernatural stuff so yeah. far in the Bible that they uh, even churches want to try to explain it away, you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, so I think we're done with that paragraph, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Which thirteen? We're fourteen. We're on okay, fourteen yeah. now, I believe. Yeah. Um, the first plague. All right. <laughs> Water turns to blood, and oh, I should have sent you this email. There's a the Nile, or like I said before, the Nile River was considered to be kind of a god, and it's called Hopi. I don't know if you want to look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, I think it's Hopi, H-A-P-I. It's pretty interesting what it says about this uh, this androgynous god. Oh, I just spoiled the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so Hopi was the god of the annual flooding of the Nile in ancient Egyptian religion. The flood deposited rich silt, fertile soil on the river's banks, allowing the Egyptians to grow crops. Hopi was greatly celebrated among the Egyptians, some of the titles of Hopi were Lord of the Fish and Birds of the Marshes and Lord of the River Bringing Vegetation. Hopi is typically depicted as an androgynous figure with a prominent belly and large drooping breasts wearing a loincloth and ceremonial false beard. Oh, a false <laughs> beard. The bearded lady, the bearded Venus. You see this type of imagery all over the ancient Near East depicted in hieroglyphics as an intersex person. It's an androgynous god this guy here yeah well there's two people i don't know hoppy's shown as an iconograph pair of genie well that's interesting genie right the genie the jinn jinn is like a, a demon or a, yeah um genie the genie um genius the word genius comes from this by the way the word genius is really talking about people being possessed and um um, and that's uh, how most most professional musicians that is something I've been looking into they write their songs through 
spiritual inspiration they're they're not just it's not a ma- you know they're not really creating these songs Even, on their own a lot of uh, musicians have openly said that they get their yeah exactly and, they admit it all the time yeah, yeah. And, and i mean yeah it's it's you know it's one of these things and creativity where does creativity come from you know so there is you know maybe there's good and bad types of inspiration but it's uh well god anyway, gives it or demons give it I mean, there's only I, I guess so, yeah. spiritual body, so it could yeah. be yeah. whichever one. Yeah. So is there more yeah. to this? Or? No, no, that's it. I just wanted to show you that. So so that's what we're going to encounter. Remember, in uh, Exodus 12, 12, it said that God is basically at war with, or God is defeating the Egyptian gods. Yeah. And that, so that's... So all of these plagues, there is a an Egyptian god associated with each one of these things. Like here... Water, the Nile River turns to blood. That's God defeating the Nile God. Yeah. And then, you know, it's an androgynous God. So we kind of see that the roots of the modern day agenda go back. Uh, yeah. These things as well. Well, maybe so. the, actually, they're just still worshiping those gods, right? In the yeah, yeah. society, not everyday people, because they, they just get led into one thing or another. But these societies oh, yeah. and these big, absolutely, you know, the organizations that run it, they are worshiping. They're openly. And if these pe- they become androgynous, then they become yeah. godlike. And this also both, is yeah. going against, because didn't they say there was the Nile River brings fertility and regrowth? Fertility, yeah. yeah. The, the, both male and female. Right. Fertility. That's you know, fertility gods, right? Although we see in many times in the Bible, God creates fertility, right? These barren women all the time. So, well, in all uh, cases, but, doesn't he? Isn't he the holder of fertility? It's not anybody else. I, I guess so. Yeah. Creates life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, God created life, right? And so, right. I think Satan can destroy fertility, but I don't think he can create fertility. I think that's still only God's. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. what they're trying to do, though. They, I saw something the other day. I mean, or did you mention it as well? They, they're creating life now without. Yeah. No. Well, more you just said it. You just said it. Yeah. No sperm and egg, but they're yeah they're creating uh, artificial life. Yeah. You know? They actually maybe have cracked the code now. They to did. A certain degree. <laughs> yeah. So long. Be- I think a little bit before 2020, this was in the era. Remember the truckers? They did their convoy thing. It was a famous uh, era when the truckers got together. So around that time, there was new technology coming out then where they were doing three parent babies. Uh, yeah. yeah, babies. Three, yeah, and, I heard about that. And at that time, I thought, oh, my God, this was monumental to me at that time. And I wrote a public article and all this other stuff, and I can't even find it anymore. But I thought, like, <laughs> wow, they just changed humanity for the first time from two parents to three parents. So genetically, it all changed. <laughs> and since then, they have like quadrupled and, you know, infinitely more technology to now where we're reading it that babies don't even need any parent whatsoever. They can just create one out of thin air. But do yeah. you think those babies have a soul? I don't think they do. I guess not. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Nah. But the, uh, yeah, so in what we have here in Exodus, we have the Pharaoh and then his magicians, which are doing pharmacia, right? Yeah. So you have the Antichrist and the 
pharmacia people, which is kind of interesting what we have today. It seems like maybe the same battle, different pharaoh. Very similar. Yeah. And the snakes and the serpents and the dragons. All right. So (laughs) the first plague, all right, water, water's turned to blood. So uh, the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened, I guess, because God did it. And it probably was already pretty hard as well, but he refuses to let the people go, go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the water and you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. You must take the rod, which was turned to a serpent in your hand. Then you are to say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has sent me to you saying, let my people go so that they may serve me in the wilderness. But up to this point, you have not listened. All right. Thus says the Lord, in this you shall know that I am the Lord. Indeed, I will strike the waters of the Nile with the rod that is in my hand and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that are in in the river shall die, and the river shall stink, so that the Egyptians shall be weary of drinking the river's water. Mm. And the Lord spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the rivers, over their canals, over their ponds, and over all their pools of water, so that they may become blood. And there will be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord commanded, and he lifted up the rod and struck the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh, and in the sight of his servants, and all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. The fish that were in the river died, the river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river. Blood was everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. Wow. Hmm. At 22. Nevertheless, the magicians of Egypt did the same with their pharmacia. Yeah. Their secret arts. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then Pharaoh turned and went into his house. And he did not concern himself with this either. So all the Egyptians dug around about the river for water to drink because they could not drink of the water of the river. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the river. So you know, we, it uh, seems like that, yes, God is hardening his heart, but really the only reason it's hardened and stuck there because he has his own sorcerers and magicians that have like similar powers like God. So he's like, yeah, we can do this. Just like Noah, exactly, Hall, yeah, you know, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we can do this. He he says it literally. We don't need God anymore because we can do that. We can. Cre- he actually said we can create water and clean water and all this stuff. So we no longer have to ask for God. Um, I'll have to share that video with you. But basically, he's doing yeah. exactly what's going on here because God is saying, "I will make your water bloody, so you can't drink it anymore." And then Noah Harari answered to that, so what? We got corporations to clean it up, so we don't care. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, they probably, um, they they turned the water, yeah, they did something to the water, the magicians, but uh, it's not clear exactly what they did. Was it actually blood, or did they just turn it into a red red color using chemicals? Probably used Um, chemicals or some sort. I don't know. 
Yeah. I think this is a future prophecy too. They will control the water because the big thing here is that they couldn't, the, the water was contaminated. They couldn't drink it anymore. You know, it was a way to control the water. So I think the future event, they might be able to do that where they can turn the water toxic, where you can only get it. Uh, you, you basically have to buy water from corporations that they could turn and clean, you know, rather than just getting it freely now. But I yeah. hope I'm alive for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I have to buy my water where I live. You can't drink. Well, I mean, either way, we're getting our water from, uh, unless you have your own well. You know. Yeah, but I'm saying even more so. Like, uh, there were movies now where they're basically trying to show that future you would have to buy air, that kind of stuff. The level of where yeah, they not yeah. nice, all free resources, the air, the water, yeah. the sunshine, all of these things. They monotonize it, and then they can now mm. charge people. They're very instance. Yeah. Um, and they can um, they can allow. It's a privilege, just like because yes. we're if you're a prisoner and anything anything you do as a they even use this language, you know, during the lockdowns. Any uh, you know, if you're in prison. If you get education, that's a privilege. If you get to go outside Everything, for an hour, yeah. that's a privilege. If you right. go to the gym, that's a privilege. If you eat lunch, that's a privilege. So yeah. everything they everything we do is a privilege that they allow us to do. A lot of people accepted it <laughs> as normal. Like that was they were trying to convey that message into people that it was going to become the new normal. Well, I think the signs and wonders include the propaganda and the yeah. narratives as well. Um, fault because they're false signs and wonders, right? All right, so now we're getting into the frogs, which is interesting. There is uh, something in Revelation we can look at as well later on uh, about this. Well, there's also the water turning into blood also in Revelation, or that's maybe bitter. Mm. Maybe the water is something about blood. Yeah, water. bitter water, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they do change the waters as well, yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, then I will plague you all your borders with frogs and the river will swarm with frogs which shall go up and come into your house and into your bedchamber and on your bed and into the houses of your servants and on your people and into your ovens and <laughs> and into your kneading troughs and so the frogs shall come upon you upon your people and upon all your servants then the lord said to moses say to aaron Stretch forth your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts. Oh, so they did this as well, and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Wow. Okay, that's verse arts. 7. Yeah. Mm. So that's the sorcery part. It's not the you know, learning like chemistry and stuff like that. It's actually they're dwelling someplace deep in the in the various stuff. And again, it's pharmacia right there, the secret yeah. arts. Or they're, you know, um, yeah. And it's it's interesting if you think about it. The pharmacia and, and the, so the pharmacia industry creates their products through secret arts. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it is secret. They don't. They're not telling us what's in this stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, you know there wasn't there one clip. They said, "Don't ask, just." And it was know. a plague. It was a it was a yeah. false plague, 
right? Yeah. That's the same thing. See, they're doing this. They're, it's the satanic version of what God is doing here. False. It literally says false, the Antichrist will do false signs and wonders. These are the real signs and wonders here. Yeah, All so right, they so, uh, can do it, right? Isn't that Well, they can do narratives. They can do false. Yeah. Like, false pandemics. Oh, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. So magician also did the same thing as magicians did the same with their secret arts and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. And think about though, here's the thing: the water was just turned to blood. So some people try to explain all this away and saying, "Well, it's all just natural disaster because the water turned the water had some kind of uh, algae, and then the frogs left the water. Yeah, the the frogs left the water. Either way, it was turned to blood. So the frogs left the, the river a week later." You know, they couldn't stay in the river anyway because it was turned to blood. I mean, there is kind of a cause and effect, maybe, but uh, it is because both can do it. So, God can do it through a supernatural way, so can the magicians. So, yeah, it could still have the same effect where the frogs are coming out of the land. So, that's a natural explanation of what's going on here because they physically did something to the land to make that happen. Well, God is using his supernatural power. That's above all these guys. So any yeah. anyone who says, you know, like, oh, there's a natural explanation, they fall into this camp. Right? Because they're not believing that God could actually do that. And and the magicians cannot stop God from doing these right. things, right? That's the yeah. thing. They they can kind of do their own little version of it, but they can't stop. They can't uh, stop it from happening or Which fix it great. after it's happened. So it is a limited uh they have limited magic limited powers uh, mm -hmm. then pharaoh called for moses and aaron and said entreat the lord that he may take away the frogs from me okay so now pharaoh is asking them to you know ask ask god to take these frogs away so pharaoh's uh this is new that pharaoh's actually um, so it's more saying, than the sorcerers can do at this point yeah and from my yes. people and i i will let the people go oh now he's saying i'll let the people go so that they may <laughs> sacrifice to the lord yeah right. so i think so, this is where the hardening begins like before he did have free will to say no but now he's recognizing that god okay uh your god can beat our sorcerers so maybe oh. yeah Let's go to, uh, can we go to Revelation yeah. real quick? Revelation 16, verse, just go to chapter 16, and we're going to start at verse 12. And uh, all right, so verse 12, Revelation, what is this? Chapter 16, verse 12, the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, right? So there's a river, yeah, and its river was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that look like frogs. Mm -hmm. So there you got spiritual frogs demonic yeah. frogs right. and they came uh they came out of the mouth of the dragon right the dragon the serpent the snake uh -huh. right dragon verse 13 the greek also says dragon just like we, the word dragon is in the greek of exodus as well mm -hmm. so we got frogs we got dragons we got rivers out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet the wait 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 so these demonic spirits came out of the mouth of the beast and the mouth. So there are there are deceptions, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe right. deceptions, false signs and wonders, false narratives, false plagues. <laughs> yeah, well, mouth of a false deceptions. Prophet, that would be some human or 
demon that's going to come out later. But other ones, the spirits that came, look like frogs and look like... They came out of the mouth of the dragon. Yeah. Uh, and the beast and the false prophet. So these demonic, the I, think these, I think these frogs are a plague of deception. Well, let's let's keep going. Um, did we read 14? Here's, here it is right here, verse 14. They are demonic spirits that perform signs. That word signs is the same as signs and wonders. All right. So sometimes mm -hmm. it just says signs, but it's signs and wonders. So these demonic spirits that perform the false signs and wonders of the Antichrist, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to deceive them into becoming an army, right? To gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Yes. So we'll stop there. There you go. This is actually what is happening. I always said that all <laughs> these things that are they're doing, they're preparing to fight with God eventually. Um, so this is just yeah. build up, like the cogs in the wheel working. Yep. Um yeah, so yeah. that's good. Uh, so like it's it's very it's kind of a, a satanic version of the Exodus frogs and the river and, and all that stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's like they're 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 demonic deceiving demons that look like frog. I mean, they're not literally frogs; they're unclean spirits. Right. Um, in fact, it says in in the ESV, it says uh, it literally says here demonic spirits. Right? They're demonic yeah. spirits. Um, then we can. Kind of assume. performing signs, performing false signs and wonders of the Antichrist, right? Of Satan, yeah. Three so unclean the spirits like they're using demonic spirits to do their magic. Well, I don't know about that. I, I would read more. Take take Exodus and then put it into Revelation. Yeah, not the other way around necessarily. Um, yeah. So very interesting. Um, all right. So it's uh, what are we at now? Uh, nine. We're at nine. Moses said to Pharaoh, glorify your, yourself over me. Wow. When shall I entreat for you, your servants and your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that they may remain in the river only? And he said, tomorrow. Then he said, be it according to your word, in order that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs shall depart from you and from your houses from your servants and from your people, they shall remain in the river only. All right. So Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, the villages, and the fields, so they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Wow. So this is where he actually hardened his heart. Because it seemed like before he was winning, going along with it, but now he was almost repenting or believing anyway. Yeah. Um, God said, no, nope, not yet. Yeah. All right. So, the gnats, which okay. are annoying little beasts. If you yeah. ever had a group of gnats battle with them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gnats. Mosquitoes, well, in Minnesota, there's tons in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, they're yeah. little things. We have some here. We get mosquitoes here, not as much as Minnesota. Minnesota more? must have the most in anywhere um, in the world. Well, they must have done something to the mosquitoes over the years. But when I grew up here, younger, if I went outside, I would be black and blue all over with big <laughs> uh, now. Uh, Bill, now Bill Gates is. Uh, 
modifying the mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. He's released them in Florida <laughs> and other places. What could go wrong, right? That's like this, right? It's a plague of genetically modified mosquitoes. Yeah, he released, you know, <laughs> he released a plague. That's what it is. He released. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to affect everybody and nobody gets a say in it, you know. It's, uh, I know. Well, there must yeah. be a loud judgment then by God. Yeah. Wow. All, All right. right. Next. Third plague. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land so that it might so that it may become gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. They did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the land became gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. That's the a magicians, lot. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, then the magicians tried with their secret arts to bring forth gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats upon man and beast. Oh, so they couldn't. They're finally uh, don't know how to do this one. And you know uh, why? Because man was created from the dust, just like Adam. And now he's able to create these little gnats out of dust of the earth. That's only reserved for God. And uh, only God can create life out of the dust. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Um so then, and again, yeah, in the word is pharmakia. Yeah. But, but like you said, they're trying to make uh, life. They're, they are, they, they're trying to create uh, counterfeit life. Which today. is still using God what is already created. So they've never been able to create life from nothing, like dust or whatever, for in a uh, non-life object. What they're doing is they're just re-manipulating what God has already created, like DNA cloning all these technologies is taking existing god's work uh yeah 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 that's a good point yeah. yeah exactly all right all right so 19 then the uh magicians said to pharaoh this is the finger of god nevertheless pharaoh's heart was hardened and he did not listen to them just as the lord had said wow mm -hmm. okay and uh, uh elohim. that the word god there was elohim in hebrew by the way all right, so the fourth plague uh, flies. So the Lord said to Moses, rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes forth to the water and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go so that they may serve me. Otherwise, if you will not let my people go, indeed, I will send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and into your houses and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground wherever they are notice it says let them go so they may serve me right so when we're yeah. freed from our slavery we're supposed to serve god not serve ourselves or whatever you know. <laughs> which we will because we're going to be dwelling in him in the new heaven and new earth so i think that's the bargain that all christians have already made that we will serve you in your kingdom because nobody knows what that's going to look like right it's not like he's going to free us and never know God again, and we're just going to have our own clean planet without evil. It's going to be directly serving him as he dwells with us in the new heaven and new earth. So I think we already made that covenant with mm -hmm. him, that yeah. we're his servants. Yeah, well, we're supposed to, at least. Sometimes we forget, I think. Um, 
All right. So uh, 22, I will in that day set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell so that no swarms of flies shall be there in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign will happen. The Lord did so, and great swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh and into its servants' houses and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God in the land. Moses said, It is not right to do so, for what we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God would be an abomination to the Egyptians. If we shall sacrifice what is an abomination to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness, and then we will sacrifice to the Lord our God, as he shall command us. Who asked them to do Oh. Pharaoh did it. Okay. What are they talking about here? What's going to be an abomination? They, it, oh, maybe because they're worshiping other gods. You know, that's the abomination. Maybe I think the Egyptians um, made animal sacrifices. Did they? Um, I think. Well, I mean, according to people who study that stuff, uh, they would say that. Yeah, I think most religions did back then. No, but this um, is saying that it's an abomination to the Egyptians, not to Yahweh. Yeah, 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 yeah. If 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 they worship Yahweh in Egypt, yeah. they're worshiping a different god, right? Right. So they can't do that there. The Egyptians, the the worshiping a different god in Egypt would be an abomination to the Egyptians. Oh, like a death penalty for them. Yeah, yeah. Like like I mean, you know, like if you went to a Muslim country and uh, started worshiping Jesus. They wouldn't like that too much. No. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah. So they're like, uh, you know, we can't we can't do this sacrifice here in Egypt. We have to go out into the desert to do it. Yeah. Because they're not going to like it. <laughs> well, they will stone us, it says. Will they not stone us? Yeah, they probably would, actually, right? Um, all right. So verse 28. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Like, do it outside of Egypt. Don't do it here. <laughs> Only you shall not go very far away, make entreaty for me. Although he's lying, of course, again. Did you notice the three days? So they already knew that we will go three days into the wilderness. That's the same reference that would have taken them, except they took them 40. Um, well, no, they, they, well, 40 years was after they, they arrived at Sinai quickly. But yeah, they, but uh, I'm saying it's the same three day journey into the wilderness. Um, yeah, that God had planned for them as well. Yeah, yeah, but they don't really want to just go out and sacrifice. They want to yeah. escape, mm -hmm. and so Pharaoh knows that. I guess he's not that dumb. Um, so what does right, this so mean it, here? Make entreaty for me, uh, like please do what I say, yeah. or something like that. I, I think, yeah, um, yeah, like please, like please do what I say. I would guess. Um, all right, so, uh, or, or, yeah, keep your word, you know, we're going to, like yeah. a treaty, you know, we're yeah. going to agree, let's agree on this. Okay. Uh, verse 29, Moses said, indeed, I am leaving you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow, but let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully anymore by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Now, did the Egypt, did the magicians try to stop these flies? No, I think they gave they're, up. They've, they've given up. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're done. They're, 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Moses went away from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. Then the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. Not even one fly. Nevertheless, Ooh. Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, nor would he let the people go. No, no. He hasn't learned. All right. Well, God God is hardening in his heart, though, too, right? Like, yeah, God won't let at him. At the same time, he's trying. You notice the confliction there? Like, I recognize God. Because after the third or whenever, the, when he starts to recognize God's power, like he's saying, let him take it away from us, and I'll let you do these things. But then at the very last second, um, God has to harden his heart again. So it's a lot of confliction in his mind and spirit. Like he wants to give up, but he yeah, yeah, can't. yeah. That's true. All right, um, Exodus nine, the fifth plague: livestock die. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Go to Pharaoh and speak to him." Thus says the Lord, the the God of the Hebrews: Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and continue holding them, indeed the hand of the Lord will be upon your livestock which are in the field, upon the horses, upon the donkeys, upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep, there shall be a very grievous pestilence. So that's a cool word, by the way, pestilence. <laughs> uh, do we, we don't use that too often, do we, now? Well, I suggest we do use it for you know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good little, we should. I think it kind of means the same thing, right? Plague yeah. and pestilence. Yeah. Uh, in fact, what verse is that? Um, verse 3? Yeah. In in the ESV, it says plague, actually. Because it's so probably it's, the same meaning, right? Yeah, it's pretty much uh, synonymous. And, uh, right. Yeah. And, and in today's language, they you they do use the word plague still. Yeah, it's actually a Greek word originally. Um, so, all right. So, uh, four, the Lord shall separate between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, and nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. Well, that's interesting, right? So, the Israelites yeah. are protected from the judgments, right? The whole time, I think. And I don't know. Protected if from judgment. Yet, but... Something happens where the lights go out and it doesn't go out in the Israelites as well. So they're protected from all of the plagues. Although I didn't really say that early on with the gnats and the frogs, but they must have been. Yeah, I think with the flies, they were protected from, from the flies and now from the uh, this one here. Um, so, all right. Um, so the Lord appointed a set time saying, tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. Then the Lord did this thing the next day so that all the livestock of Egypt died, but not one of the livestock of the children of Israel died. Pharaoh sent, and there was not one of the livestock of the children of Israel dead. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened so that he did not let the people go. Now, are they going to do this to us? You know, the, the false signs and wonders of the Antichrist. I was just thinking that. <laughs> eliminate our food supply, but they got tons of food for themselves. Oh, I was actually <laughs> thinking the reverse, that they were going to try to do all these things. Oh, but you're right about that, too, that they will. That's the whole point. So they were going to separate their people from 
to saints and all the their people were going to have complete freedom, complete access, food. In fact, that's what they're doing with all the uh, technology. They're making sure that anyone who takes their mark has free access to everything. I don't even think they need money at that point. But the ones that <laughs> don't join the system are the ones that are going to be denied. But at the same time, God is going to provide for us supernaturally, as he's showing here. Yeah, yeah, these, uh, yeah, the pharmacia will be mandatory, right, to participate in the uh, economy. Yeah, I mean, look, look ahead 20 or more years, you know, it's not going to look as crude as it is that it happened already. It's going to be much more sophisticated and technology is going to catch up, you know, where you're not going to be able to enter any place without saying yes to them. Basically, what happened already? Yeah, but it'll be yeah, it'll be kind of permanent. Or you know, or it's still going to be temporary, but you know, it'll seem permanent at first. Uh, God will end it at some point, so it's temporary. It's a short time. Satan right. has a short time. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like they're using their own exodus to create all these signs and wonders for themselves, and then God has to intervene again. Yeah. People. Yeah. 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 We're up, we're up against uh, dark supernatural forces. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so are we at verse eight now? Is that right? Yeah. Um, the boils. The sixth plague. All right. So the sixth one already. Then the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron, "Take for yourselves handfuls of ashes from a kiln and let Moses toss it toward the heavens in the sight of Pharaoh. It shall become fine dust over all the land of Egypt." And she and shall be a boil breaking forth with with blisters upon man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt. Now we see that in Revelation also, right? Yeah. Boils, the people yep. who took the mark of the beast suffer from boils and blisters and these kind of things, right? Yeah. Um judgment. This is judgment. That's their judgment, right. Which is great, because that's it's gonna be painful, right? That's yeah, yeah. Taking the mark of the beast is a type of judgment. And remember last time we saw uh, God gives them a delusion. So they believe right. all these lies. They're condemned. Then, They're condemned. Right. Something says grievous sore wherever they took the mark. Hmm. So that so does they, make it physical and not spiritual. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, it will have physical consequences. Yeah, they, so they took the ashes from a kiln and took and stood before Pharaoh. Then Moses tossed it up toward the heavens, and it became a boil breaking forth with blisters upon man and beast. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boils were upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. Well, that's interesting. Now the now the magicians are are getting sick. So they can't even do their magic at all. Well, that'd be great because I mean, all the sorcerers today, maybe they'll get sick with their own poisons. Then <laughs> the pharmacy. You know what the word there is? Pharmacy, which means yeah. pharmacist. That's where we get the word pharmacist. Yeah, a it's a sorcerer, a poisoner. That's the definition: a sorcerer, a poisoner. A yeah. pharmacist is a poisoner. Hmm. But again, yeah. that all comes back to. Uh, chemistry, learn knowledge versus sorcery, right? I mean, there's a there's a fine line, right? It's it's. Yeah. I think it depends on how you use it, right? It could be healing, right, or uh, 
yeah, healing I mean, purposes or healing. whatever. Right. Yeah, but if you think about magic, magic in witchcraft, they use those herbs and spices, and they they do all this stuff, right? The alchemy. Well, I think they're doing they a use. different level than just simply trying to use the knowledge to heal people. They yeah. went a little bit further. Uh, that makes it more sorcery. Yeah. You know, it is interesting, though, that this is, so you never know it unless you look at the Greek, the magicians, the word for magician is pharmaki, which is the plural of, it's basically where we get the word pharmacist. You know, the other uh, interesting thing is this ashes from kiln that they use to bring out the boils. In uh, Catholicism, they use ashes to mark themselves for Ash Wednesday. Do you think that has any relevance to uh, not to these boils necessarily. Uh, maybe I haven't thought about that before. Not to the yeah, boils, but the fact. Well, these ash. Yeah, that's you see that a lot in different places, right? They put little thing like the Indians yeah. put little thing on their head, right? Well, that's um, called bindi. They use that traditionally to signify like a wedding, like marriage. So any mm. woman that had the red bindi that was signifying she was a married woman instead of wearing rings. Ah, uh, they did it okay. that way, but. Okay. All women now, aside from that, use it just for decorative, you know, nothing, okay. there's no meaning to it now. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the Catholic thing is all about. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, so the magicians could not, okay, so the verse 12, moreover the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh so that he did not listen to them just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Okay. Okay, so the seventh plague, hail. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, God of the Hebrews, let my people go so that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon you and your servants and your people so that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. Right. So that's the purpose right here. Yeah. And, and also in the end times, too, I guess. Right. They, uh, There's you a may know. hailstorm in the Revelation. Ah, and that's right yeah 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 because these are you know judgment type events right and the whole world will see it yeah so they're no longer going to question him when hail is like 70 pounds you know <laughs> and a lot of people will still not repent for by now just like pharaoh right just like pharaoh is yeah. not repenting for by now i could have stretched out my hand so that i might strike you and your people with pestilence and you would be cut off from the earth. But indeed, for this cause, I have raised you up. Now, wait, wait, let's let's go back a little bit. So who's talking here? Go to the top of this paragraph. Can you go up? Uh, Thus says the Lord. Yeah, okay. So then Lord, um, wait, wait. The Lord said to Moses. So Moses is supposed to say all this stuff to Pharaoh. Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him. So say Moses is going to say to Pharaoh, these things that God is telling Moses to say. Thus says but the Lord. On the God's God the behalf. So it's still saying. Yeah, it's God I speaking God. through Moses. So yeah. I is God. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was wondering. Okay. For I, God, so I is God. I will at this time send all my plagues upon you and your servants and your people so that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand so that I might strike you and your people with pestilence and you would be cut off from the earth. You'd be killed or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but indeed, for this cause, I, God, I have raised you up, you as Pharaoh, 
right? Mm -hmm. So God raised up Pharaoh in order to show in you, Pharaoh, my power. So in order to show in Pharaoh God's power. Yes. So God same, kind of say what Satan Pharaoh that he he raised him up to become the Pharaoh and live like he did. So that my name might be proclaimed. Um, verse 16, I have to finish that. Uh, in order to show in you my power so that my name might be declared throughout the earth. See, it's kind of like, that's almost kind of like Satan as well, right? Yeah. So I have raised up, God raises up Satan in order to show in Satan God's power. So he has this villain he can overcome. Well, that's kind a good like point. So then really we don't have anything to fear at all. Because oh yeah, yeah. Satan, Satan's yeah. a puppet to, of God. Really, I mean, they're they're separate entities. It's not the same thing. But it's God allows Satan to exist for a reason. All right. Yeah, and he let him build his kingdom until yeah. the very end. Yeah, and he gives him a short time. He he actually right. t he lets him out of the abyss. We can see all of Satan's handiwork of all the technology that's moving at super fast pace, and then we're going to see God's power. That's going to dwarf whatever yeah. was built, right? It's like, all right, we're done with you. Crush. And part of Satan's job is to deceive people who are unbelievers into yeah. being condemned. That's their judgment. Yeah. They're, they're punished. Um, so, so then uh, anything a, that really is happening now, it's like it's it's a good thing, don't you think? I guess so. Yeah, it's it's all God's will. I mean, it doesn't mean we enjoy it necessarily. No, yeah, we're not enjoying. I mean, look, like when when Jesus went out to the desert, it says he, Jesus went to the desert to be tested by the devil. Yeah. So that's why he went there. Like they knew that was part of the process to be tested by the devil. So we're all being tested by the devil now. Some people will pass the test. Some will fail the test. Right. And then maybe God chooses who passes and who fails anyway. If we learn this story, I think we know that God's in control of all of this and what happens in any generation. Uh, I think that's yeah. a good thing. We can start to like, okay, fine. We can, we're almost like participating in the modern day signs and wonders. Yeah, I think so. I think, the, yeah, like in, like in the revelations. Yeah. Signs and wonders. Yeah. And, and also the false signs and wonders. There's real signs and wonders and false satanic right. signs and wonders going on right now and it kind of reminds me too like the james bond a villain would live in a volcano and shoot laser weapons at people <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen oh wait <laughs> <laughs> you know what i wonder too i wonder if the elite you know the uh the 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 so-called elite if they're going to build a headquarters in maui Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> That's why they cleared it out, right? The it's like they're all going to go there. What a perfect place to destroy the world, but and you're hiding out in this island. Yeah. Right? You're on this island, and then you're destroying the whole world, but you're hiding out there in the island. You know what? That's, That's why God has to bring down all the islands in judgment time, so they can't hide it. <laughs> Remember, all yeah. the mountains come down, all the islands disappear. Mm. So all those people that are buying property on islands... It ain't gonna last. Mm, that's true. Yeah, there's no way. No, you can't hide from God. Nope. All right. I think I think we're at seventeen. Oh, I think. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's important. Verse sixteen is very important. I actually highlighted it in my. 
you know, it's like, this is why, this is why it's all happening for this cause. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth repeating. God <laughs> raised up Satan or the Pharaoh in order to show in Satan or Pharaoh God's power so that God's name may be declared throughout the earth, right? Because that's what's going to happen. Nobody, most people don't even believe in God anymore, but they're going to, they're going to see his power and right. his name will be declared throughout the earth. And that's kind of, if you think about the Great Commission at the end of Matthew, we're supposed to, you know, Christians are supposed to go out and spread the gospel, right? Yeah. Declare his name throughout the earth. That's kind of what's been going on the last couple thousand years. Yep. Even so, with this uh, podcast, we're doing that. So God must have a plan, right? I think he's allowing yeah. his creation to spread the good news, you know? Yeah, this is part of spiritual warfare. Yeah, maybe that as we're the uh, we're soldiers in the army, and this yeah. is how we fight by just you know reading the Bible. I guess I don't know. Well, I was thinking like how the uh, the slaves forgotten God because they hadn't talked to him in a while, for four hundred years, and then all of a sudden he comes on the scene, rescues them, and now like. A lot of people think because it was 2,000 years ago or more than that since Jesus died, they don't really have that connection. Like, they're starting to think he was a mythical figure. Yeah. So long ago. But yet, yeah. it's really the believers that are still proclaiming the word and, you know, God's story, really. Yeah. And when it says here, my name, that's not necessarily just saying that we have to pronounce his name correctly you know it's it's more about his character his nature yeah, his, his being yeah 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 because the the hebrew vowels were not there it's like that's why nobody knows really how to say it correctly yeah. all right so still you exalt yourself against my people by forbidding them to go certainly to, oh like locking people down it almost sounds like a lockdown <laughs> <laughs> it's a lockdown right well, maybe that was the first lockdown <laughs> It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing a, a, a false sign and wonder is the lockdown. Yeah. And that was, someone pointed out to me the other day at church, he said, yeah, that was the first time the whole world was locked down since uh, since the flood, which right. I don't know that people were locked down in the flood, but it was the first worldwide event that everyone had to go through well, together, you know, since well, the flood. Not worldwide, but Egyptians, world meaning. No, I mean, I mean, the... Uh, the yeah. lockdowns that right. we lived through two two years ago, and now, yeah, this is this is uh, the Israelites, God's people, yeah. locked down in Egypt. But now Egypt is the whole world. Oh, now it is. Yeah, to this yeah. time it is the whole world. First time in history that so that we're all... so we so we're just like these Israelites, but the is Egypt is the whole world now. Yeah, and God's people are all over the world now. Yeah, getting locked down, and we're saying, "Let my God," you know. Some of us are saying, go. "Let us go." Let my people yeah. go out of the house. I wish you could play that <laughs> song. I want to play the. What song uh, is that? Let my people go, just like. Who, um, who sings that one? Is that um, a, a Christian song? You mean? Well, Louis Armstrong um, sings oh. it. It's old, which I I think I sent you the link, but mm. I love the way he sings it. And like he, mm. he's talking about Moses sent down to free the slaves and let my okay oh so, that one yeah yeah I know that one yeah, yeah. you get it you get a copyright strike 
I know, that's why I can't play. <laughs> I was hoping you could whip something up. Oh, uh, well, I have to work on it. Um, <laughs> verse 18, I think I go to go up, start at verse 18 again. Uh, or even, yeah, certainly tomorrow about this time, I will cause it to rain a very severe hail, such as has not happened in Egypt since it was founded until now. Send therefore now and bring your livestock and all that you have in the field to safety, every man and beast which shall be found in the field and not brought home when the hail comes down upon them will die. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his livestock flee into the houses, but he that failed to regard the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. So the Lord said to Moses, stretch forth your hand toward the heavens so that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt upon man and beast and upon every urban of the field throughout the land of Egypt. You know, here, this is actually significant too. So even in the judgment time, anybody who repents and listens to the Lord, they hmm. can be saved from that trouble. The ones that did it, those are the ones that perished. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So Moses stretched forth his rod toward the heavens, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire ran along upon the ground. Oh, there's fire. <laughs> so the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with hail, like almost like a hurricane and fire. How do you get ice and fire to get mingled together? That's kind of a odd. That's interesting. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot about this fire. I forgot there was fire. Yeah. So you're that's keeping like super hot and super cold at the same time because it's mingled together. Yeah. So the, um, I wonder. Yeah, and, and it was so severe that there had there had been none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. <laughs> Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. Wow, they're protected. So that, I mean, that makes a point, right? That's a good demonstration of God's yeah, it's uh, power. Is for us, and because we're now readers, we, those guys experienced it. We're only looking back to read it, so it's all for us that we're going to be protected. Yep. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, "I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked." <laughs> oh, he's so kind of repenting there a little bit. It. Yeah, it's like he's repenting. Right. Wow. That's interesting. So did God credit him as righteous now? Well, is he does he mean what he's saying or is he just uh saying that to stop mm -hmm. the he wants to stop the hail, right? Yeah. Entreat the Lord, for there has been enough of God's mighty thunder and hail, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Mm -hmm. Moses said to him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord, the thunder shall cease. And there shall no longer be any more hail, so that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. So, yeah, again, there's another purpose statement, right? So that you may know the earth 
is the Lord's. That's the one part yes. of the whole point of this whole thing. So, so Pharaoh, Pharaoh, you're not God, and your Egyptian gods are not God. Yahweh is the God. Right? I have to so. save you the Noah Harari links, because that's exactly <laughs> his phrase, we will take back the earth. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. And wow. this says it belongs to God. See, they're probably they probably don't like this um chapter so much, right? This nope. Exodus. They're a little they they have a little resentment about what happened back then. And so they want to get their revenge. And they've been working for thousands of years trying to get their technology so they yeah. can do this kind of stuff. Well, definitely. I think Satan is using everything biblical and mirror to get his revenge or whatever he thinks he's getting. And remember I later also on. I find it interesting that people like today are using biblical words. I don't know if they read it or not, but they use exactly biblical language to disclose their evil plan. Like, we will take back the earth. You know, we will create. Yeah. We don't need God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. But as for you and your servants, I know that you will not yet fear the Lord God. They will not repent, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. They will not repent. Now the flax and the barley were struck, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they grew up later. Wheat and emmer. I don't know what spelt is. It's a type of wheat, I guess. Um, it's a grain. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know what it looks like, though. Should I look it so, up? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord, and the thunders and hail ceased, and the rain was no longer poured upon the earth. However, when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were seized, he sinned yet more and hardened his heart, he and his servants. The heart of, the, the heart of Pharaoh hardened, and he would not let the children of Israel go just as the Lord had spoken by Moses. So here it kind of seemed like he did this on his own. Like when he saw that hail and rain ceased, he hardened his heart. Yeah. Like he sinned yet more on purpose before but God. Then, but then 35 says the heart of Pharaoh, well, it could say was hardened or hardened. Yeah. By who? It's kind of unclear in 35. Was it himself or God? And God already kind of prophesied that yeah. it would happen. It's, uh, I mean, it's kind of, maybe it's kind of both. I think um, it's symbiotic in some way. Yeah. And yeah. Like God does it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what we got to realize these days. A lot of the people around us, their hearts are just hardened and we cannot do anything about that. You know, we could try, I guess, but, uh, don't be upset oh. when we cannot wake people. We could try to wake people up, but don't be surprised but, if they never wake up. <laughs> yeah, that that's for sure. But I do think that the opportunity is there for them to see and repent, just like Pharaoh had. Each time he would say, oh, you know, I'll do what God has. Just make him stop it, you know. And we send, like he starts to acknowledge, but then he goes back a few more steps and stops. So that could be what people, why we even expose them anyway. It's like God is doing work through us. We expose it. They have an opportunity to repent. If they don't, then their heart, you know, their heart is hardened. 
and maybe we're not going to be able to change it but i think we're just giving them an opportunity yeah that's kind of human nature too like when things get really tough we're like oh please god just get me out of the situation <laughs> and i'll yeah. i'll repent and i'll never do that again and then things get better and then you go back to doing that thing again or whatever it is. oh yeah i still do. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he's used to that i know <laughs> yeah uh, um so chapter 10 Lucas. we got Lucas. It is interesting too. Like these are all kind of natural phenomena. Yeah. Right? You know, there's it's not like supernatural thing. It's a supernatural display of natural things that do exist. Like locusts exist, but there's more of them than what would be. But normal. I think all these chapters they kind of reveal what's so supernatural about them that God is doing that that sorcerers couldn't do it or natural phenomena couldn't do it it's the yeah. extent of it and how it's actually done you know the fact that um the hail damaged uh the people who didn't listen all their stuff but the people the hebrews were protected that's a that's a sign and wonder right there so that can't be explained naturally exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah there's more to it than just the natural right. thing but yeah. yeah god's using these things uh in a supernatural way um now this this chapter here kind of reminds me of revelation 9 which we don't have to go look at it we might not have time but locusts right there's the those uh spiritual just like we saw the unclean the uh demonic spirits yeah were kind of like frogs i think these are all in revelation 9 i think those are also demonic spirits those yeah, locusts with that. the human face and all that stuff right it doesn't even um, come out of the abyss um oh yeah exactly <laughs> they, like they, have a, they, they have a king over them yes. called Abaddon. Yeah, so yeah. they're like little demon hordes that come out. Yeah, uh, exactly. To deceive. The way I read Revelation nine is it's the same thing as deceiving demons. Right. Deceive, and they and they focus on the unbelievers. It's almost worth taking a look at that. If we, I don't know, we're yeah, we're let's going do a while. That. Revelation nine. And I, I've talked about this chapter a lot. Uh, you don't hear people talking about Revelation 9 too much. It's not that famous, but uh, um, we don't have to read the whole thing. It's pretty long, but uh, start at the beginning, the fifth angel sounded his trumpet. So here's one of these trumpets, right? These trumpet judgments, very similar to Exodus. Yeah. And I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. Now, I'm glad it actually says abyss there in English, because that's what it says in Greek. When he opened the abyss, other translations say bottomless pit or whatever. So you forget that it's the abyss. It's interesting that it's capitalized. I'm not sure if it should be capitalized or not. Um, the smoke rose from it like the smoke of a gigantic furnace. Um, I don't want to read this whole thing. Here, okay, verse 3. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. So this yeah. judgment, right? Yeah. They're harming only those who don't have the seal of God. And they were tortured them for five months, probably not a literal five months. In my view, I, I you know, I know there's different opinions about oh, that's that. Where that's I'm where literal. it's going to be five months. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll get there. Um, and uh, um, and the scorpion and yeah. So anyway, we, and then look at so verse seven. The locusts look like horses. Uh, you know. So anyway, there's all these. You know. It's like people throughout for two thousand years, people are like, "What are these people? You know, who are?" They? 
but um, it could be similar to those unclean spirits like frogs, right? Yeah, there is something funky about this. Very supernatural. Yeah. If we go, to, go to the very end of uh, this chapter here. This is a good one here. So very end of the chapter, verse 20. The rest of mankind who are not killed by these plagues, right? Just like we're seeing in Exodus, did yeah. not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons, right? Yeah. And idols of gold, silver, bronze, and stone, and wood. Idols that cannot see or hear or walk. They had false gods, nor did they repent of their murders, their pharmakia, that is pharmakia in Greek, yeah. right there, again, their pharmakia, or pharmakia, plural, their sexual immorality, which is what? Pornea, where we get the word pornography, mm-hmm. their internet porn. They mm-hmm. didn't repent of their pharmakia in their porn or their thefts. Yeah. So they did not They did not repent. After all that, they did not repent. Very similar to Pharaoh did not repent. And it says in 2 Thessalonians 2, God gives them a delusion, so they're basically to harden their heart, so they're condemned. This judgment. Yep, and I think maybe that's the similar um, parallel that he has to give this strong delusion in the end times. And they still, like, they believe all these false signs and wonders. And in the end, they still don't repent after seeing all the judgments come upon them Um, all kinds of crazy stuff's happening i mean there's so many fires in the world right now yeah and there's smoke there's smoke covering didn't you have a bunch in minnesota my mom was telling me there's smoke covered the whole state for the whole summer yeah um, there were uh, canadian fires that were canadian fires yeah yeah but look here um right before the look has come out the sun and the sky were dark from smoke. From Maybe it's smoke from the abyss. Maybe that's yeah. what's causing all this smoke. <laughs> Seriously. I mean. Well, this is all <laughs> I think this is judgment time here. I think this happened already, to be honest. I think I think this happened. Not yet. Because this is very severe, severe judgment and very supernatural. But a lot of it's symbolic. It just depends on how symbolic, you know, the, the first verse of Revelation. Talk gives the word sign, and so it implies there's a lot of some symbology and apocalyptic. Well, I would love to have popcorn and watch all this happen because I'm pretty sure it's going to look like a movie when it's. Well, I think it's. I think it may have happened because the you don't see the demonic, you know, the deceiving demons are not really invisible. It's more the narratives that come out of people's mouths, right? Yeah, but all those, it's not severe right now. Even though it looks like a lot of stuff happened. It's not severe at the level that's going to happen when Revelation starts. Mm. And it's for them. It's not for us. So they're going to know the signs and wonders, much like how Pharaoh was able to visualize uh-huh. it in real time with God. And, and these, yeah, and God is doing these these uh, plagues on the Egyptian people also. Yeah. Right? Not just on Pharaoh, one person. It's the entire yeah, the nation, nation is suffering. Right. Yeah. All the Egyptians, so like we're full of the if if all the world now is Egypt, there's a lot of Egyptians in the world today. Yeah, they will suffer, they will suffer because they're okay. obeying Pharaoh instead of God, they're gonna suffer. Um, I, yeah, I think it's gonna be a very supernatural time, much more. In fact, up until now, it all the supernatural stuff is escalating powers and signs. Of oh, yeah, I mean, there was a supernatural level of deception. 
Yeah. And uh, the uh, the supernatural number of people were brainwashed. I don't I don't see how there's any human explanation for that. There isn't. There's um, like ninety percent. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. And, and all the people involved in the deception, they're all working yeah. together. Like like right. what binds them together? You know what <laughs> I mean? They're all working together perfectly. Better yeah. than us, better than the so-called truthers. They don't work together at all. They all hate each other. <laughs> but the 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 uh, you know the oh, enemy. Illusion. They're they're one unit. They're they work together very well. Yeah, and that I think that was in the works of making for a while for them to come together. But it's also God's hand in allowing that to happen. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's judgment used as judgment. All right. Exodus right. ten. All right. The eighth plague locusts. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh, for I have hired into his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might sh that I might show these signs of mine before him, in order that you may tell in the hearing of your son and your son's son what things I have done in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. Yeah, so we're supposed to remember this and pass down these stories. Mm -hmm. and, uh, then Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, <clears throat> the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, indeed tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. That's mm -hmm. a good phrase there. The humble, humble yourself. Uh, that's what we have to do, right? It takes yeah. a while. It takes... Uh, Sometimes it took me a while to do that. You know what I mean? A long um, while. I think I'm still kinda, trying. Oh, yeah. I think we have to kind of continually do that as well. Yeah. Um, Locus. Okay. Verse five. And they shall cover the face of the earth such that no one will be able to see the earth. What's more, they shall eat the remainder of that which has escaped, that which remains to you from the hail and shall eat every tree which grows for you out of the field. And they shall fill your houses and the houses of all your servants and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither your fathers nor your fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth until this day. And he turned and went out from Pharaoh. So it sounds like there's going to be a famine, right? Yeah, um, they eat up all their all food, the crops and stuff. Yeah, the livestock, all these things yeah. have caused them to not have any food, probably. Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed? <laughs> yeah. We're probably but, see, this is bad then, because the land was, yeah. water is already poisoned. The livestock yeah. are gone. The land is, you know, destroyed. They had nothing really at that point. Yeah, and that's kind of where you see that um, you can see God is supernaturally hardening his heart because any sensible king probably would have let them go by this point, you know. Oh, yeah. The first time, I think, you know. <laughs> or eventually, yeah, after two yeah. or three of these plagues, that would be enough. But uh, all right, so Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh and he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God, but who are the ones that shall go? And Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. We will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Then he said to them, The Lord indeed be with you when I let you and your little ones go. Beware, for evil is before you. 
Not so, go now, that you are men, you that are men, and serve the Lord, for that is what you desire. Then they, then they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Uh, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, so that they may come up upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt. Then the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. The locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and settled down in all the territory of Egypt. They were very grievous. Never before had there been such locusts as they, nor would there be such ever again, for they covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened. And they ate every herb of the land. Now, that could just mean the land around that part. Um, I think it actually is like a biblical event, like the flood. Never before there has been such locusts, or nor there will be such ever again. This language has been used three times. One with the flood. One, um, the great tribulation will was the worst of its kind and never will be again. Yeah, Matthew 24. Yeah. Matthew 24. Yeah, that's probably a reference, uh, or they're making a connection maybe to this also. So this was huge. This was worldwide event beyond Egypt. Well, maybe, because, I mean, it depends on how you interpret the word earth. Could it, you know, like dirt is called earth or a piece of land is earth. But it says the face of the whole earth. It's the whole earth. The the whole land. ESV says land. Okay. Um, Whole land everywhere, all over the earth. The whole, well, the whole land of Egypt. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Hebrew is Eretz, which is used like in Genesis 1. God created the earth. It's the same word. Yeah. So in in, in Greek, it's uh, geese, which means land. So the um, whole earth? It's unclear. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Either way, it's possible, I think, grammatically. Well, I'm going with the literal meaning here. <laughs> the literal. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the yeah. whole earth. They ate everything. But the word can also be translated land, which could mean the whole land of okay. Egypt. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, li- literally, it's it's unclear to me, at least. Well, we do know, know it's the whole land Either of way, it's fine. for sure. Because that's the... All at the very the least, yeah. Egypt. yeah. Yeah. Whole earth. Um, so the land was darkened. It could have been the whole world. I have no problem with that at all. Um, and they ate every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees, which the hail had left. As a result, nothing green remained there and the trees or herbs of the field through all the land of Egypt. So maybe. Um, so there's all, yeah, there's through all the land of Egypt. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it is just the land of Egypt. But I, it left I it open. I don't know. Kind of, yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, people, deplo- like for me, the flood was the whole world. It just makes sense because water would well, spread across the whole world. world. Because they covered 300 feet above all the mountains. It happened. And only eight, and only eight people survived in the yeah. whole world, right? right? So it killed everyone yeah. else. So, so, but, but there are people, even including some scholars who say that it was a local flood, which, which I don't agree with. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. That was the yeah. whole point of God's power and demonstration to kill off all the wickedness and the Nephilims and all their hybrids. 
and restore. That was the second time his restoration of, you know, earth trying to be Garden of Eden once again. But no, that was definitely God's power. It could not just be local flood. I don't know. Yeah. And I think all yeah, yeah. cultural, they have some sort of storyline within their own cultures of some great flood that occurred. Yeah, yeah, because everyone, it's a historical event that yeah. everyone uh, talks about. So, um, all right, so verse 16, then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against the Lord, your God, and against you. Now, therefore, please forgive my sin only this once and entreat the Lord your God so that he may take away from me this death only. Well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so he went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. Then the Lord turned a mighty strong west wind, which took away the locusts and threw them into the Red Sea. Not one locust remained in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. Again, so there's a little more directly. Uh, yeah, God did that this time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, all right. Yeah. So the ninth plague, I believe, the tenth one is that. Uh, well, we'll get there. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to give away the ending. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, ninth plague, darkness. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Stretch out your hand toward the heavens, so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness which may be felt." Well, that's interesting. You can feel the darkness. darkness. Revelation 16. 10. There's a, the darkness. Um, didn't we just look at Revelation 16? Causes darkness. The seven bowls of God's wrath. Yeah, painful sores are in Revelation yeah. 16. Who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. And then we get the, and then, um, yeah, let's look at this a little bit. Um, go back to the top. Uh, of Revelation 16. So just kind of skim it a little bit. Um, seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth, right? So the first angel, first bowl is festering sores on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshiped its yeah. image. So physical mark, I guess it's some kind of, you know, some kind of mark, but also worshiping its image also. Then the, se yeah, the second. Yeah, gave them. Gave over to the mark of the beast. It's always tied to the worship thing. Yeah, yeah, that's important image, to remember yeah. as well, right? Yeah, and and then the blood, right? The sea turned to yeah. blood, right? Right. Everything, every little thing, every living thing in the sea died, right? Similar to what happened to all the animals in Egypt. Yeah. And then the third one, the third bowl of wrath, uh, the rivers, they became blood, right? Same thing yeah. just happened in, in Egypt. Yeah, um, but you know why? Because of this, he he changed all the rivers to blood because uh, the beast shed blood of the holy people and the prophets. You, yeah, are, yeah. you, you are just in these judgments, O Holy One. You, are, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy uh. people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. So it was yeah, like yeah. a tit for tat um, type of judgment. In fact, look at uh, look at the top of that little poem thing. You are just in these judgments, right? So it sounds, yeah. you know, sometimes these judgments sound a little bit severe, a little violent and cruel, but they're just. It's yeah. justice, right? Justice must be done. Just we have a penal system, right? In society, somebody commits a crime, they must be punished. It's the same thing. Also. You know? 
the very first murder, Cain and Abel, uh, Abel's blood cried out from the ground. So imagine yeah. all the holy people who had shed blood. Their the blood life is still. in the blood. Yeah. 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 Um, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So they, they, they killed the uh, God's people. And so now he's going to turn their water into blood. Yeah. Um, just are your judgments. Again, it says it right there, right? So then the fourth, what's the fourth one? Uh, poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. Okay, seared with intense heat. And then they call it a plague again right there, right? But they refused to repent. Sound familiar, right? Exactly the That's same the as Pharaoh. And fire thing. Yeah, they refused to repent and glorify him. Yeah. Right? They refuse to repent. And then uh, the fifth one is what? Uh, darkness. Well, that's the same one we got now, right? Darkness. <laughs> the ninth plague, right? Is that the ninth yeah. one, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Darkness. People nod their tongues in agony and curse the God of heaven. Of heaven. That so, happens a lot now because of their pains sword. and their sores. <laughs> they refuse to repent of what they had done. Wow. Very Look similar. This, right? though. That's pretty nasty. Nod their tongues in agony. Yeah, and the sixth one, uh, river the, the dried up. Uh, we we read this already. We read this already, right? Yeah, we already read this. Uh, so. But you know what? This whole thing, uh, what I always said was the whole climate change agenda. Really, is they're preparing to control the climate and all these things because they're going to go to war against God. They think they can win this whole chapter here. Well, it's also a false, another one of their false signs and wonders, and it's a way to, yeah, yeah, exactly, a way to control the the natural, to control nature. Well, Satan's um, already read this, so he knows he has to come up with <laughs> technology to combat it. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but they, I think they can control weather. They can, they can do uh, temporary weather events. You know, I think oh, they sure. can do that. That's why they're learning that technology, because they're going to have to, the two witnesses, change the weather. Um, they can cause pigs well, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's a war against them in that time frame. Uh, like, they want to they try to fight back. Against, so yeah. God is doing his judgments, and they right. have to defend themselves from these judgments. Yeah. All right. So the, the darkness... Uh, Okay, so we just we're on verse twenty-two now. We looked at the little cross-reference footnote there. So Moses stretched forth his hand toward the heavens, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Interesting. Yeah, this um, is the one that I was thinking about. Um, so in the days of darkness, everything else is dark. Except they they get to have light in the darkness. Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's almost like a little lockdown too. God locked everyone down. Yeah, but <laughs> people had light still while they were locked down. It yeah. goes two ways. The memories of some will be awful during the lockdown, where they were miserable and things bad things happened to them. When others are prospering during the lockdown, so it's. Yeah the same thing you know the judgment is on those that were meant to get judged and then there's protection yeah for those yeah the, yeah the judgment is on the unbelievers on the wicked those who are not righteous they're not justified yeah. right just yeah. so you have these justice type words all the time 
Um, our faith makes us justified, declared righteous, declared uh, just before God, but those who do not have faith are not declared righteous. Yeah, so um, something swept over the land, just like a judgment uh, by Satan this time, and it, it trapped a lot of people, but it also, God protected his people. Can we go to, uh, let me see, I think this might apply. Let's go to, uh, before I forget, John chapter 3. And we'll start with the famous verse of John 3.16. But after that, there's some really interesting stuff. Verse uh, Start at verse 16 uh, there. Like, this is a real famous verse, right? Yeah. Um, but then the rest of it talks, I think, is relevant to what we're looking at here. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Yeah. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. See, they're already condemned because they have not believed in the name of the of God's one and only son. Living, walking dead, you know, they're already condemned. They're just living out their lives, but there's no, yeah. yeah. So this is the verdict, or other translations might say this is the judgment. So like these are the criteria, right? This is yeah. the, the basis of the judgment is this. this. is a very important verse, verse 19. The, 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 the way God decides who's, it's almost like who's saved and who's not is almost based on this verse 19. Light yeah. has come into the world. Because yeah, we're looking at light and darkness in Exodus. Yeah. Light has come into the world. But people loved darkness instead of yeah. light because their deeds were evil. I have a strange and, story about that one. Um, <laughs> really? So... Right after, like in tw late 2021 to 22, when people started traveling again, after they already had the vitamins, it was a very strange thing. I started noticing that people were like always wanting darkness. They didn't like the light. Like the, in the airplane, it was high noon. Whoa. It was daylight. Every single plane window was completely closed and in dark. And all the people did it on purpose. They weren't, there was no reason for it. It mm. was during the day. It wasn't like they were trying to get rest, you know, evening flight or something. And so nobody wanted to have the light. And then I would see like people wearing lots of like dark glasses, dark, everything to cover up where they wouldn't get the light. Now, I, I thought that was very strange around that time when like they hated the light for some reason. Well, think sure. about vampires. I'm thinking vampires. You know, <laughs> we're talking about blood as well, right? right. Blood. Uh, and they vampires. hate too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all connected because God's light is God's glory. Like we know a source, which is the sun, but ultimately he created light and he is glory. Like in the very one new heaven and new earth, we're not, we're not going to need the there's, sun anymore. He is going to be the light. Yeah, yeah, God is light, and yeah. uh, or emits light. There, um, there's a show on HBO called True Blood, yeah, uh, where the where the people will uh, take the va vampire blood and and use it as a drug. Basically, it's pharmacia. Oh. The vampire blood is pharmacia. It's yeah. like a drug. It's like you know they use it like a drug. The the normal people will use the vampire blood like a drug, oh. and it gives them it gives them kind of like superpowers and stuff everlasting life that kind of right? i mean so, we don't yeah. know if that actually going to become reality or not they could come up with something strange you know like it's all there's so well, much there's, connection yeah. to the blood and what they're trying to do it's yeah. amazing 
But yeah, I think it's all connected somehow. And even Moses, when he saw him on the mountain, his face glowed in his presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit transformative. Yeah. All yeah. right. So I think that's that's fine for that part. Um, go back to Exodus here. So I just thought of that with the light and the darkness and all that. So uh, so then Pharaoh yeah, called to Moses. So then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, "Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be detained, because they're out. They're out. They don't have any food anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? So um, let even let your little ones also go with you. But Moses said, "You must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock will go with us also. Not a hoof will be left behind." For we must take of them to serve the Lord our God. And we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we get there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. So Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Watch yourself. Do not see my face anymore. For in the day you see my face, you shall die. Then Moses said, As you wish, I will never see your face again. Whoa! That's interesting. I don't remember that part. 11. All right. Warning of the final plague. All right. So now the Lord said to Moses, I will still bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. So it's upon Egypt as well. And their gods and their gods, whether, you know, there's debate over is it, are they, do they really exist or not? You know, there's, it's, uh, it's a little difficult to discern that if, but they're probably like fallen angels, principalities and powers, right? Yeah. Um, there's something behind these idols, you know, some kind of. Oh, I do think they get power force. from it. That's why they do it. There yeah. are, I mean, I've, since I lived on the East, I know mm. that yeah. those idols, they yeah. believe in them as we believe in our God. And, and, yeah. our, and they won't let that go because they're afraid for their livelihood would change if they let yeah. that go. Exactly, yeah. All right. So afterward, he will let you go from here. When he uh, when he lets you go, so this is God. Um, so this is God talking to Moses. One more plague. Afterwards, he will let you go from here. So God, like God, knows what's going to happen, right? He's, yeah. he's controlling events. When he lets you go, he shall he shall surely thrust you out from here altogether. Speak now in the hearing of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. Then the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So it sounds like here the Egyptian people are starting to respect Moses for what he's doing or kind of understand he's a powerful man. God didn't harden their parts only pharaoh's parts mm, that's true yeah and yeah. some some egyptians actually left with the israelites right which um they can follow that god and they get converted too right so moses said thus says the lord about midnight i will go out into the midst of egypt and all the firstborn in the land of egypt shall die and god remember god talked about that back in chapter four um, from the firstborn of pharaoh who sits on his throne even to the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill as well as the firstborn of beasts even the animals too yeah then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of egypt such as there has never been nor shall ever be again there's that phrase again yeah but 
against any of the children of Israel, a dog will not even move his tongue against man or beast, in order that you may know that the Lord distinguishes between Egypt and Israel. Huh. It's almost like wheat, wheat and tares. Yeah. <laughs> but God does have a plan for Egypt, which comes out later, much, much later. But right now, yeah, it is the wheat and tear because they all worship a false gods and idols and stuff like that. Yeah, and he does work with people, with groups of people as well, nations. Then all these, your servants, shall come down to me and bow themselves to me, saying, get out and all the people who follow you. After that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh shall not listen to you so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Right? So that's why. That's why. Mm -hmm. So that my wonders, my signs and wonders, right? Now it's just wonders. My mm -hmm. signs and wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt for the whole, for all the Egyptians to see and for people to talk about years later. So Moses and Aaron later. did yeah. all these wonders before Pharaoh and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let the children of Israel go out of his land. So that's great. What do you think the differences are between signs and wonders? I think it's the same. Uh, well, signs and wonders, I think it's pretty similar. They Because sometimes it just says signs, sometimes it says wonders. I mean, they're different words. Um it's they kind of go together though, you know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a difference. Uh, Just some. You know, it's miracles because Jesus does signs and wonders. I mean, there it probably is a specific difference. Right. A sign, a wonder might be the actual thing itself. A sign is kind of pointing to something else, right? Like if you see a sign, it's not the actual thing; it's pointing to the actual yeah. thing. But maybe the sign and then the wonder go together. Hmm. Um, but sometimes they just say signs. Sometimes it just says wonders. But th these words are used throughout the entire Bible. And the next one is the Passover, which will be great. Um, yeah, that's another. That's a whole. Are yeah, we it's in kind the Passover season? Separate. Soon? No, Passover is in the spring. Oh, that's that's like March usually. Okay. The the uh, something was coming up. Spring equinox. The, no, no, now now. Uh, October first week of October usually is the uh, fall feasts, which is that's the Sukkot and all that stuff. Yeah, Sukkot. Yeah, which will be all the, the booths. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know these these feasts, um, you don't hear too much about that in the New Testament, really, but they may be you know significant somehow. Well, God said still. that because even after in the new heaven, new earth, they're still going to be worshiping some. Well, again. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> that's that's the prophets, right? The prophets say that, but it's uh, again. Well, the Bible. There's a verse that fulfilled, says fulfilled. Don't no, literally, yeah, literally it says that, but it's fulfilled in a greater way, where the essence of that is happening, but maybe in a slightly different way than what it appears to be. Well, I guess we'll have to get this there is, then. <laughs> no, there's it's an art and a science reading prophetic literature. <laughs> Well, I guess, but there's and, and, about the festival of tabernacles, which will last eternally, or something. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, eternally, right? So it's not the normal festival. It's 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 a you know when you're together with God in the new creation, it's kind of like a huge festival forever. Well, they have to bring something, so I don't know. We'll get to it because I, I don't remember. But, um, but that's the different. Why you know why are there so many different views of the end times? It's because of how literally 
you take prophetic literature or not. That's well, really the the main well, two camps. And then from there, literal, and then you, we have you as the non-literal to explain. Yeah. <laughs> just well, just like what, what did we see already in Genesis? Though Joseph yeah. has a dream. Do we take his dreams literally? No, because they was <laughs> not to take it literally. Right. So, prophecy is like that, though. Prophecy is yeah. kind of like a dream. That's what I'm saying. But I think the Bible explains itself when it's literal <laughs> and when it's not. So yeah, that's why prophecy. That's why prophecy is not is kind of like a dream. <laughs> well, the whole visions kind of like a dream in a way. A lot of these prophets were literally sleep. A lot of the prophecies that are written in the Bible came to the prophets in a dream. That's fine. They can. But then when God talks and he speaks and he said, thou shall do this, I don't think that's going to be too much to wonder, is there? Wouldn't that be literal? Well, that's a different, well, there's a lot, most of the Bible's literal, but dreams are not literal. Dreams are symbolic. Prophecy, apocalyptic literature is usually mm -hmm. quite symbolic. Well, I, I poetry. some of that, but like the stuff that we already read in Revelation, some of that I think is actually going to happen. The way it says it's going to happen, the little sword. In some way, no, it, it's going to happen the way it says it's going to happen, but it might happen in a different. In a way. different, it, it, it's showing us the underlying reality of what's happening, the nature of the event. Maybe it might look a little bit different than what it seems um, like it's going to look like. It could because we're not you know there, I mean? right? Okay, well, that was a lot. It, well, again, again, are we there yet or not? That's another. Uh, I don't, well, Question. I mean, there a, at some <laughs> level, like a typology level, but I don't think it's the level because it has to do with the actual mark, with worship, the image of the beast, those kinds of things that they're trying to develop and they just haven't gotten there yet. Like nobody's worshiping the needle, you know, like it was, it happened. No, no they did. They obeyed it. What is worship obeyed, though? Is yeah. obedience, is it salvation? Like yeah, I said, the Prime Minister of the UK said this is salvation for humanity. Yeah, they're all repeating the Bible. It was the salvation. It was it's kind of like worship. You worship what you, who you obey. You obey Fauci, you obey Bill Gates. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these people acting like God, they're acting like they're not saying they're God, but they're pretending they're for acting sure. like God. The typology is there a hundred percent. But I think there will still be some godlike figure that will require worship of all people. Onto. Obedience is worship. Yeah. But also in, in a physical way where they're told that you ought to worship this beast or you will be killed. That part. Uh, yeah, kind of like in Daniel. Like a lot yeah. of these emperors in the past, the Roman emperors or the different like kings, and even Pharaoh. Story. Yeah. Yeah, you had to obey these kings like they were gods. Right. right. And the consequences were death. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's coming when the whole earth really is going to be a mass extermination event because Jesus said if, <laughs> if he didn't cut the day short, no one would survive. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It'll be yeah. something bigger than we think it is. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um the next time is Passover. And I'll send you some the next one. All right, cool. Yeah, thank right. you. Thanks a lot. All right, see you next time. Thank you. Bye.